great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Folks, download the 77 WABC app. You can listen to me at your convenience, to my podcast, to your favorite WABC host. Also, I'll be looking at my tweets this morning, Dominic TV, Dominic TV. I have a lot to get to. Uh, one, the issue of Ukraine. President Biden says the U.S. will speak softly and carry a large javelin. A play on uh, on uh, Teddy Roosevelt's f- a famous comment. But the big issue that I want to focus on this morning, I want to be very clear, unequivocal. The Syracuse, New York Police Department is owed a major apology as it relates to what we talked about last night. The eight-year-old boy uh, accused of uh, stealing some chips, and the police encounter the boy, and all involved, they are on the police side. They are owed tremendous apologies. And I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. And don't believe me. Go look at the body cam videos for yourself. It is despicable what happened to these officers all because of one man videotaping the incident, in the video, trying his best to agitate the officers. They don't take the bait. He posts the video and... It's supposed to be yet another example of police abuse in America. Three white officers mishandling an eight-year-old black child. Nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. So I spent a large part of the day, because I believe it was... Uh, 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 Ina, who called last night in the program, or Yuna, I, 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 I'm sure I'll hear from her tonight. And she said something that made me think twice. She, she said that, that me and her differed on this issue, the Syracuse situation. And she said, Dominic, if it was your dog, Dolce, you would not tolerate it for one second. And she's right. She's right. I, w- I wouldn't tolerate anyone mistreating my dog. She was right. And so I reflected today, right? And (laughs) please, folks, for yourself, watch the body cam videos of what happened. The man that recorded this initially should be arrested for what he did. It is horrible. So let's set it up. Let's set it up now. So the world has seen 
a historic, a, a uh, 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 hysterical eight-year-old African-American child surrounded by white police officers, and it plays into every stereotype that we have heard as of late. But that's not what happened. That's just what was on that video. And so if there ever was a time where it shows that body cam video can help police officers, this is it. Now I'm going to I'm going to uh, set this up in 1 second, but let me be clear folks, the politics of this. Whenever you have a governor of a state commenting on a situation involving police, it's not a good look for those officers' careers. And so the way this was being set up is whether they were charged or not, it was going to be a black eye for their careers. The officers involved. And they did nothing wrong. They deserve a medal. Now, Dominic, what are you talking about? Folks, I want you to listen for yourself. So the police, uh, you know, there's the encounter. And first of all, a, a top police commander visited this the child's family a month ago trying to defuse the situation of the kids uh, stealing from neighborhood businesses. They have done this repeatedly. So a police official from Syracuse visited the family a month ago and gave the kids police badges trying to defuse the situation. Number one. Number two. We see this child hysterical, upset, and if you look carefully, the child is not handcuffed. Once the child is in the car, as per the body cam video, you see repeatedly where the child even becomes more hysterical, and he's trying to get out of the car. And the entire time that the child is kicking and trying to get out of the car, not once did the police lose their cool. I want you to listen to this first clip. You're going to hear the officers say stop to this child about 10 times, and they didn't once restrain this child or lose their cool. Take a listen. body cam videos. Now you can hear the man that's recording this, agitating the situation outside the police car. You heard that officer say, stop calmly to the child. The officer didn't get upset. This is the way policing is supposed to be done. And yet the charge of racism was almost directly applied to these officers in Syracuse, New York. And it's not 
right. It's not right. So you heard the police officer calmly say stop numerous times. So now they take the child to the father, come to find out they have been there with the father numerous times over shoplifting incidents, right? And I want you to listen to these two clips, and I will come back to you in between them. The first one is a police officer talking to the father and talking to the children. Take a listen to this. Your dad's here trying to make a good life for you three, you four. And you guys aren't showing him a whole lot of respect. You're not very appreciative as to what your father's doing. I'm assuming you left your country to come here and make a better life for your family. Does that sound like a racist police officer? Or does that sound like a concerned American trying to help who happens to be a police officer? It is horrible what happened to these cops in Syracuse, New York. It's not right. Continue to listen again, please, folks. I don't want to be seeing you guys like this again. I'm happy to say hi to you boys in the street and talk, but I don't want to be tracking you down because you're stealing from people again. I'm not going to that Dollar General, the Dollar Store, or that corner store. You can even look at I'll go to any store to steal. Now, to me, they sound like fatherly figures giving kind advice to these young kids. Also in the body cam videos, you hear at one point where the police officers say to the father, please, they don't want them around Burger King because the people keep calling because the kids keep coming in stealing. Right now, you're you're listening to actual body cams, and it sounds completely different than the version that the first man recorded. These officers were concerned about these kids and doing the right thing. I want you to listen, and this is about a minute and a half, but it's important because what these cops did is exactly community policing. It's what we want. Please listen to a Syracuse police official today. First, I just want to say this. Uh, some of that video is hard to watch, right? Of course it is. It's a, it's a child in the back of a police car crying his eyes out. It's visceral. It's visceral to all of us. You wouldn't be a human being if you didn't feel for that. But, uh, but I want to say that the video that was pushed out by the citizen when went viral was only part of the story. This morning you saw more video from body cams of what occurred that day, a more well-rounded story with a positive outcome. Some might even say uplifting when you watch the very end where the officers are interacting with the children and the father in the street in front of their house. This is not to say there weren't low points in this video, in this interaction. There were. There are things we can learn and do better as always. But I would ask that you not overlook the things that went right in this video and in this interaction. Things not portrayed by that piece of video that went nar- and that narrative that went viral. The child was not handcuffed at any time. He was not arrested. He was not taken to jail. And beyond those tangible things, there are other things that went, that went right as well during this in- interaction. The officers knew that child by name and face. Granted, not for the reasons we would like them to know them, but they knew them. They knew where he lived. They knew his parents. 
And when they took the child home, they took the time to engage with that father, with that child, with his siblings, and talk about what went on. Folks, this is Community Policing 101. Community Policing 101. It's what every citizen is asking from their police department. Community policing. And it's what we ask the officers to do as well. Know your territory. Know the citizens in your territory, whether they're the adults or the children. And whenever possible, get out of your patrol car and engage with them when you're trying to address a chronic problem. It's horrible what happened to those police officers in Syracuse, New York. If we went with the original narrative, the narrative was three insensitive police officers, three racist police officers mistreating a black child. And that a noble member of the community stood up for that child and quote unquote check the police officers that was completely wrong folks what this situation and i'm about to go to your telephone calls we're going to take your calls 800-848-WABC 800-848-9222 what this situation shows is that we we should all we, we should all hear the facts and so Someone tweeted to me uh, tonight, you know, Dominic, sometimes I worry about you. No, don't worry about me. I'm the same guy that covered police brutality for a very long time as the lead reporter on the topic on television in New York. Don't worry about me. So if I if I saw something that was wrong, I pointed it out. I'm doing the same thing right now. Those cops were treated horrible. They could have lost their careers over this man that videotaped this incident and was looking to start trouble. Looking to start trouble, and we were only told a half-truth as it relates to the situation. Let's go to your telephone calls. We're going to take your calls. And, and folks, i got to tell you about, uh, in a minute, uh, Black Lives Matter and Hawk Newsom uh, going after Mayor Adams again. But let's get a couple of calls, and we're going to take some calls on this 8-year-old as well as uh, Ukraine. Let's start with uh, Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Dominic. Uh, two things. First of all, if this had been a Caucasian child, this, they, would, they would have never made nothing. No one, that gentleman, so-called gentleman, who videotaped this and started using all that profanity, he didn't, you know, if, if, if it would have been a white kid, he wouldn't have said a word. He would have just stood there grinning and laughing at the whole thing. The point is, the cops did the right thing. However, you've got to realize one thing. There's a game going on, and it's a very pre- prevalent game in the African-American community. My wife is African-American, and she, she heard the thing and saw the whole thing. And she's telling me the same thing, that there are African-American people who profit by this. They profit by, by, by you know, uh, just making mockery of the police, causing them grief. And the community gets told, well, this is the way the cops are. They, they're going to hurt black people, okay? The second thing is, is that I think that at that instant, what they should have done is call for backup. The more cops you have there, the less it's going to go wrong, you know? 
You know, I, I, I hear you. We spoke to a cop last, a police officer last night, and because I went as far to say that, you know, they should have tried to get an African-American officer, a female officer on location. But these these cops, they did what we want them to do. They went over and, and above to try and help this child, and they have done it repeatedly. And yet this hustler releases a video that makes them look like 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 they're back like we're back in the 1950s with with police and and nothing could be further from the truth from what actually happened phil i thank you for the call let's go to tony in florida good morning tony you're on talk radio 77 wabc hey it's nice talking to you this morning thank you good morning I have, um, I was a police officer and did a lot of community policing. Okay. And we had several families that raised their children to steal. From the time they were babies, they would hide uh, the items in their strollers. And I've heard and about that was, before. Yeah, and there was one family in particular that had a boy that was about eight, about the same age. And he was the same way. And I kind of took him under my wing. And... uh Every time he brought in a report card that had A's and B's, I'd give him money for it. And the longer this went on, the less trouble he got into until the time I left the department, he wasn't stealing at all. When I heard this little boy screaming and having a tantrum in that car, it wasn't because he was afraid. It was because that's the way his parents taught him to behave if he ever got caught so that he would pluck on the heartstrings of the police officers involved. Mm. Well, you, you know, Tony, I, I, I respect what you're saying as someone uh, that was in uh, law enforcement. Uh, let's face it, the, the, the child needs some help, some uh, professional help, and um, hopefully the child will get the help uh, that he needs uh, but but clearly the child knew that by throwing a tantrum, he was trying to wiggle out of. And at one point in the video, another child walks up to him. The cop is holding him and the other child tries to pull him away while the officer is holding him. Where did this other child learn a behavior like that? Where a police officer has someone, quote unquote, in custody and another kid the same age walks up and tries to pull the kid away. Tony, I thank you for the comment and for your call. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, originally, I called to agree with you. I agree with you, and now I don't agree with you, but I agree with you to the point where um, the officers did the right thing, but if they knew this young this, this kid was doing this like forever, they should have t- taken him to the precinct. And are you aware that his family just recently immigrated to the United States? Yes. Okay. They didn't mention that. And as far as the interpretation well, of the they, they, standard, they did in the clip. If, if you Maybe you missed it, um, Audrey, but, but he said that, you know, your father came here for a better life. That's what the officer says. But go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Um, that was on, I call it the entertainment news clip. But um, the clip, that original clip, I would have done the same thing. I wouldn't have cussed, but I would have recorded it only because I agreed three officers, knowing this young boy has a problem. First of all, 
he should be in some type of camp or taken away from his parents because no way in the heck I could steal a piece of candy and come home and my mom find out and I don't get a whipping because you can't hit him anymore. You can't beat him because um, some child got murdered. But something should happen as far as knowing this kid is definitely doing this, which is dead wrong, and the parents know this. Some type of discipline has to be done. But as far as the video, I didn't interpret it as something to make money. I saw it the same as um, George Floyd, in a sense, recording, not to make money. But I saw that. Um, that well, that's my well, because I don't. I would. I would videotape something like that too. Right. Hey, Audrey. The, the man has a First Amendment right as long as he's not interfering with police operations to videotape. But he went way beyond that. He agitated the officers, and they were the ones that stood down and kept things calm. He was trying to work them up. Audrey, let, let's be honest. You and I both know what time it is and the games that are played. The games that are played are now to get a police officer worked up to get the officer to strike you, and ka-ching, it's time to sue, and everybody knows that the city is going to settle the lawsuit, so you're going to get some money. That's what the game is. But, Audrey, as always, I enjoy your telephone calls. Folks, we are going to take a break. I'm going to continue on this topic, the eight-year-old in Syracuse. Those police officers deserve accommodation for what they did. They deserve an apology. And Governor Hochul spoke too fast without knowing the facts of this situation. But the plot thickens. So we're going to take your calls on this as well as on Ukraine. But wait until you hear what Black Lives Matter, Hawk Newsom, what he has to say about Mayor Eric Adams. He refers to Mayor Adams as white man mayor and says that uh, Adams is a very conservative white man mayor at that. It is now time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Greg Kelly. Listen to Greg Kelly uh, every weekday, 1 to 3 p.m. here. He gives a rough assessment of Mayor Adams. Did he say he's, he's, he's sitting there watching babies get shot? He's sitting there watching the homeless crisis? I guess he is. He's just a bystander. That that happens during the day and at night he goes to parties and goes on television. How about that? What a fool. Man, oh, man, oh, man. We need a new system, huh? A guy like this with 200,000 votes, 200,000 votes gets to be the mayor of New York City. That is wrong. Now, who's this guy? Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back discussing the situation in Syracuse, New York. The police encounter eight-year-old boy accused of um, stealing some chips, a bag of chips. And uh, after seeing the body cam videos, uh, it's the, these officers could have lost their careers. And it was an exact, after looking at three different body cam videos today, over and over and over, what I saw was 
three officers that should be awarded by City Hall for how you do it by the book in terms of engaging the community. They were outside their vehicles talking to the kids and the father. And so the father, obviously somebody's gotten a hold of the father to say now he wants that his children were mistreated. Well, you didn't say that, sir. When they when they were telling when they were telling uh, the kids the officers were telling the kids that 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 you're making your dad uh, look bad you know do the right thing be be good boys. It, it's I mean think about it for a second, folks. You work for the Syracuse, New York Police Department. Governor Hoku was asked about the incident, and basically says it it doesn't look good. That basically means that your career is going to be in deep trouble going forward. And it's just really unfair. But now the plot thickens. The plot thickens. We're going to take your calls, continue on this topic. And I see a couple of calls on Ukraine. We're going to try our best to get to that. The plot thickens. Black Lives Matter. Hawk Newsome. Remember him? He's the same guy that last year threatened of riots, fire, and bloodshed if Mayor Adams cracked down on crime. The last time I checked, I thought that's what mayors are elected for, to show you how dysfunctional things are. Now, Mr. Hawk Newsom went on Fox News and says, quote, that um, Eric Adams as mayor is the white man mayor for the New York City war zone and says that uh, that Adams is a white man in black face, calls Adams a very conservative-minded white man. So I'm going to let you hear this. But my question to you folks, and this is what I've been thinking about tonight, so if Eric Adams is a white mayor, then how would you define a black mayor? Seriously, if Eric Adams is a white mayor, how would you define an African-American mayor? Listen to what Mr. Uh, Hawk Newsom said on Fox News. Listen to what Eric Adams says. He gives great press statements. He's the he's the master of the press conference. Some kid dies, he hugs their mother, he's holding up sneakers, he's crying. But what we elected him for, the city of New York, was to keep the city safe. This city is a war zone and he can't stop it. So with all his power, he turns to BLM and says, what are you gonna do? Well, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna organize people in our communities to go out and preach a message of love and unification in the streets. We're going to take control of our cities because the government has failed us for decades. Even when crime is low, we're still dying. And we have to fix this problem ourselves because we believe that Poverty is the mother of crime. And until we fix that, there'll never be a decrease in crime. So we're going to help our people while we build them up and empower them ourselves. Thank you, Nelson Mandela. Thank you, Mr. Mandela. You're going to fix poverty, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Let's go. Uh, let's go. You can't make this stuff up. You, you, but really, folks, so if Eric Adams is a 
quote-unquote white mayor, then how do you define an African-American mayor? I mean, and I'm not, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Let's go to uh, Victor in New Jersey. Good morning, Victor. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Victor? Hey, Dominic. Uh, Hi. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, j- just so you know, I'm first-generation Latino, um, and um, what's going on with uh, Adams, I, I don't know what to say. I'm calling in about the Syracuse situation where um, the, the problem is more pernicious than, than what we're talking about. The reactions by our leaders, the so-called governor, to uh, make, a, make a statement without knowing the facts is, is the pernicious thing that's going on. They just uh, keep um, kowtowing to the complaints. I'll give you an example. I'm a volunteer for an organization at Syracuse University, and our students were uh, 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 accused of racial epithets that went through the Judicial Conduct Board and were exonerated. But that that uh, that scenario was overturned by the vice provost of the university and deemed them guilty. Even though they went through the Judicial Conduct Board and they were exonerated, uh, he chose to overturn that decision and suspended these students um, with with no due process. And we found, as volunteers, as adult volunteers, we found attorneys that were willing to go pro bono and fight back the system where they were exonerated and there's no evidence of any of wrongdoing. And, and at the end of the day, the vice provost and the provost of Syracuse University resigned in disgrace. And the only way to combat this uh, kowtowing to uh, um, un- uncorroborated uh, 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 you know, the, the, the racism and, and whatnot is the only way to fight back is to, you know, fight back with the leaders who, don't do their own due process, and uh, uh, you know the, the the victims are the ones that are accused under and, and don't have any due process. I mean, it, I, it's it's just a shame. I, I hear you, Victor, and 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 maybe you're right. And um, you know, you you did your work in Syracuse, as I have said. Um, I went to Syracuse for uh, graduate school. I was also a dorm director. Uh, at the university. So I understand the community of Syracuse very, very well. I thank you for the call, Victor. Y- you know, folks, um, I feel really bad for, for these police officers in this situation. Can you imagine you finish your shift that night? You think that day, you think you did the right thing trying to help these kids. And then you find out you're part of a viral video where this guy is basically making you look like you're a member of the Klan and he's really just trying to agitate the situation and you're trying to help this eight-year-old African-American child and then the governor of the state is asked about it and it's an election year and she needs those progressive votes from New York City, and she comments, 
and it makes the situation look even worse. Can you imagine how those officers have felt the last couple of days when they were just trying to do the right thing and a bad person puts out a video that makes them look very bad, only telling 15% of the story, but thankfully there were body cam videos. Let's go to our friend David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I was calling about the Hawk Newsom thing. Okay. Uh, it kind of ties into the Syracuse thing as well. But Hawk Newsom just proved that Black Lives Matter isn't about Black Lives Mattering. It's about the smirching white people and racist against white people. Poor Mayor Eric Adams, for once I have sympathy for him. If, if any black person comes out and talks about black on black, well, gee, you sound like a white person. Well, what, is that supposed to be a bad thing? So don't say anything about black on black killing, okay? And, and if you do, then you're, it's, you're, it's, you're, you're saying that white people are bad. So, so the whole Black Lives Matter is about making white people look bad, and you don't give a hoot about blacks killing each other and it's just going to keep getting worse the repression uh, you have to you have to keep your mouth shut if you're black to talk about anything bad that black people do and that goes to that guy in syracuse who was interfering with the police and the only thing the police did wrong was answering that guy at all right and if they hey david and you know what what's amazing if they didn't answer him then they would have been called the same thing because they didn't respond to a community resident. So, I mean, you you can't win for losing sometimes. I mean, I'm just thankful that this time there's more than one video. The body cam video. I strongly recommend everyone tomorrow, you know, make sure you get some rest to go look at those body cam videos from start to finish. And I guarantee you, you will reach the same conclusion that I have that the city of Syracuse and those police officers are owed an apology. David, I, I th- hey David, are you still with me? Yes. Okay, I do have I do have one question for you. I want you to help me here. Okay. And so coming up, of course, at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, and uh the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. But help me with this. So you you mentioned the Hawk Newsom. Uh, appearance on Fox News, right? So Mr. Newsom says that uh, Mr. Adams is a white man mayor and a white man in black face, very conservative white man at that. So for argument's sake, let's let's for argument's sake, let's say those things are true. So then, David, what is an African-American mayor? I don't know what you mean, but it's like basically you can't say he doesn't want a black person to say anything about blacks killing blacks. How is it hmm. going to ever stop if you're not allowed to say anything? He's basically saying, don't say anything about it, Eric Adams. That's blacks killing blacks. We need to focus on whites killing blacks. That's right. all that matters. It only matters if it's a white person doing something. And that's what's disgusting about this whole thing that I didn't like from the beginning. And it's just going to continue. Blacks are being badgered and repressed into shutting up. It only matters if it involves the white supremacists. Like the only white supremacist that I know about is the Jesse Smollett thing, which turned out to be fake. 
this whole and listen, man, it's not good news for the black community because how's the problem going to be fixed if the minute you say anything and congratulations to Eric Adams for saying what needed to be said. And then you're going to be called a white person, which which is also implying something bad. So the whole thing makes me sick and I don't want to have nothing to do with these people anymore. Dominic, you must be very lonely because you're a lone voice of reason in the black community. Well, you know, David, I, one, I thank you for the call, but two, you'd be surprised the amount of uh, middle-class African-Americans that agree with, with exactly what I say. So I don't want you to think that I'm the only one out there. There, there are thousands of African-Americans that feel the same way that most of us do, that we want to live in safe communities and we don't know why. Certain things exist, but I just strongly feel, and I'm going to take a break in a few minutes, but first I'm going to go up to Boston and our friend Jennifer. These police officers in Syracuse are owed an apology. I am so thankful that their body cams were working because if their body cams were not working, their careers, they were going to be finito for for this incident. It would have disappeared out of headlines, and here's how I define finito. They may have kept their jobs, but they would have got the worst assignments and they would have been persona non grata as police officers. Jennifer in Boston, before we take a break, good morning. Good morning, Dominic. Um, Just like the gentleman before me said, thank you for being a voice of reason. And um, I thank you for the um, intelligent and compassionate way you um, handled this case last night as well as tonight. And um, I just want to say for those officers, I feel very, very badly for all police right now. It's a horrible time to be a police officer. It's about the most, the the lack of gratitude and the lack of um, civility shown them and the lack of understanding for the position, you know, the the situations they're put in every day um, that most of us would never want to handle on our best day. So I just, I commend them all. I'm grateful to them all. There's there's good and bad amongst us all. But for the most part, they do very heroic and decent things every day with their lives. And which leads me to um, the officer that was shot yesterday. I did, yes, in Yonkers. Have you heard anything? Because at last I heard he was critical last night. Right. I heard he was critical and the suspect uh, is deceased. But that's all the information that I have as of right now, Jennifer. Do you think that's sad that there's been no update on him? I mean, shouldn't that be, I mean, I don't care if it's New York City or my town. Shouldn't it matter that a police officer was? Of course. But it doesn't. It it should always matter. But it doesn't is what I'm saying. And to me, that's heartbreaking. And uh, anyone that questions the police, there's a great video on YouTube. Watch it. There's a a cop at a McDonald's strikes up a conversation in line with this very young boy. Couldn't have been maybe seven years old. And the boy didn't have money. And the officer bought him his lunch. And the officer walked out the door, got in his car and his cruiser, and went down the road. And at the next set of lights, he was ambushed and executed for no reason other than he was a cop. So people ought to think. People ought to think and maybe show a little gratitude in their life. And um, I just thank you for being exactly who you are, Dominic. Have a good well, night. Thank you, Jennifer. And I, I don't want you to get upset. So please, um, please calm down and take it easy. And um, 
I've got to take a break, folks. Uh, we're talking. I, I haven't even had enough time to get to Ukraine yet. Uh, we're talking the situation in Syracuse, the horrible video that came out yesterday. Now it turns out it didn't go down like that at all. That was only 10% of, of what actually happened. They took this boy, eight-year-old boy, home, not handcuffed. This was not the first time. Spoke with. They got out of their vehicles. Spoke with 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 the kids three times out in the in the community on or after this incident. Spoke with the father. Was very respectful to the father. It was community policing at its best. And so we have that situation. And uh, Mr. Hawk Newsom of uh, Black Lives Matter calling Mayor Adams a um, a white mayor, that he's a white man in blackface, very conservative-minded white man. Wow. Time for a break, folks. I'll be right back. W-A-B-C. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Folks, here's something I find uh, very interesting. The fight over Democratic gerrymandering is headed to the state's highest court in New York. A state appellate court has ruled in favor of Republicans seeking to reject an alleged uh, gerrymandering congressional map that benefits Democrats. This is something we've been hearing about for the last couple of weeks, but it's going to the state's highest court. And again, a state appellate court has ruled in favor of Republicans seeking to reject this uh, alleged gerrymandering congressional map that benefits Democrats. Something else uh, in the Chronicles of Dominic Carter uh, that we talked about last night. I cannot believe what happened yesterday. Folks waiting in line in New Jersey to buy marijuana. What is this world coming to? Clogged traffic on Route 17 to buy legal recreational marijuana. And I I referred to the situation down by Philly, you know, the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway goes all the way down, and people crossing over the big bridge from, you know, Philly into New Jersey. And then I thought about something. I said, wait a minute, Dominic. (laughs) You border (laughs) New Jersey yourself. Where I live, the next town over is suffering. And the next town over from that, just two minutes away, is Mawa, New Jersey. And so it's right in my backyard as well. We'll see how all of this plays out. I already stated last night, I think we're making a horrible, horrible mistake. 
Let's go to Alana in Westchester. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, you know what? I have to tell you, my addiction is your show. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I do. That's very nice and kind of you to say. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm a nurse. I'm a professional, so I think I matter. So what I want to tell you is what you're talking about with this guy. I don't know if he's a YouTuber, but I've got to tell you, it's so serious what these YouTube guys, these auditors, auditors are doing. They're going around. One of them is Long Island Audit. He is so disgusting. He goes around and he picks fights with the police, with the security guards. Yes. He actually tells the police, listen, you know you kill people. And then he tells them to take off that, the blue um, mask they wear. Bay Transparency, Direct D, Press New, New Hampshire. They go around because I think they're jealous because they'll never make it as a police officer. So they go around and they attack the police because they can. And they say these disgusting words. They insult them every day. And they don't care if it affects the police or not because they're bums and creeps. And I got to tell you something. People got to start listening to Dr. Dave and fraud it trolls because they are covering these bums and showing how much of a coward they are. And you know what they do, these frauditors? They don't like it that people are showing and, you know, responding that you're picking on police officers and security guards and people at post offices. And then they dox people. Do you know that? And they find out where they live. Wow. Well, I I think... I, I thank you for the telephone call and for the love. I, I send it right back to you. Thank you very much. But you are correct in terms that that is the modern day world of what police have to deal with every day. And again, what the police did, the whole world was ready to condemn these police officers, three white cops mistreating an eight year old black boy, mishandling him. It turns out, that it was the exact opposite of what actually happened. Three white cops that went out of their way to show love and support for a troubled eight-year-old black boy that apparently has a problem with acting up and shoplifting. And one of the clips that I played to you earlier, the officer even says, I want to be able to come by and say hello to you, but not if you're shoplifting. So he was trying to lift the boy up, not bring him down, not tear him down. Let's go to our friend Dominic in Wapping Just Falls. Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, what are you doing? (laughs) Hi, Dominic. You you and I got to get together and we got to make meatballs and we got to make wine. That's what we got to do, you and I. Okay, but then Stan says we got to do some cake, too. Oh, uh, we got to do cake. We'll throw some cake, cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Okay, okay. What What's going on, Dominic? Well, listen, here's a couple of things. First of all, de Blasio. De Blasio is the black mayor. How's that? Um, I, 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 I feel you. Go ahead. Okay. Now, here's another issue. Uh, it's, it's predominantly, you know, the guy who was filming that should get a ticket for police interference. Number one, if they start doing that and they start holding these people accountable for that. Well, uh, he shouldn't get a ticket. He should now be arrested. He should be right. arrested okay. Okay. because he almost could have incited a, uh, incited a riot-type yeah. situation. 
and the media. The media needs to be held accountable, too. They should be getting fines also for, 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 for uh, 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 doing this and putting it on, on the air. And and you're, you, know, you know what, Dominic? You know what, Dominic? You're, you're right. And, and I have to fess up to my part as well because I didn't say it, but the initial reaction is, hey, folks, look at this. You know, this doesn't look good. When it, when it turns out, that wasn't the case at all. Right, right. And it, it seems like it's happening mostly in the African-American community. So either, and I'm not for this, but either we take all the police force out and let them fend for themselves because obviously anything the police do, they're against, or we have to put a complete black police force. And I don't know if you agree with that or not, but those are two scenarios that, you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work. I'm not really sure. What's your feeling on that? Well, one, I thank you for the call, and I got to try and quickly answer this because I we have a lot of calls, uh, Dominic, and uh, Frank Morano is here. But let uh, – uh, and it, 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 first of all, we would never have an all-black police force uh, in a black community. But I think we would have still have the same problems because sometimes people want to get over, and and you you have uh, uh, authority figures whose job is to stop them when they're committing crimes. And so, but again, I just want to bring it full circle. What happened to these Syracuse police officers, I hope they get a good night's sleep tonight. They were trying to help this black child and this African-American family, and look what they got for it. They were basically tagged as racist internationally when they didn't do anything wrong based on their body cam video. With me right now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. Happy Friday. It's same to you. So what do you have coming up this morning? Uh, well, because I was off last Friday, I promised the audience that we would do two hours of Ask Frank Anything. So that's precisely what we have wow. in store. So people... Whatever they have questions about for the next two hours, I will be happy to try to answer them. And then uh, we have uh, denunciations, which is a Friday staple. And then we're going to have an expert on uh, the first expert that I've ever spoken to, quite frankly, on the subject of what happened to Judge Crater. You've heard so many references to Judge Crater and his disappearance over the years. And in our continuing effort to solve the unsolved mysteries of the universe, we're going to see if we can find out what actually happened to Judge Crater. Well, it sounds like another great show, and that means you're going to be keeping me up half the night. But but it's okay, because I, I really, you know, you know, Frank, I really say to our listeners, they need to listen to your show because you are a master, and I mean this. At interviews and dissecting well, thank you. a thank topic. You. I so appreciate that very much. I recommend, much. folks, that you listen. Frank and I, for the next uh, two minutes, are going to take your calls. Leonardo in Essex, Essex County, New Jersey. Good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hey, Frank. Hey, Dominic. Uh, I wanted to say, Dominic, your life is an example of um, generational um, um, a, a generational wisdom that you're passing on to your children, and then you're very successful. And I hope your children uh, are what these people like Hochul. She's just a politician looking uh, for headlines. Uh, but Hawk, you know his situation, and a lot of people they want this instant solution, this instant gratification, where it's 
it's really generational. These problems aren't going to be solved by, um, you know, uh, suddenness and sudden changes that they have to look and have a little patience and a little foresight. And, you know, the fatherless problem leads to uh, the violence uh, of the children that are not being uh, raised right. Look at all of the people that came out of these really difficult urban situations. I could go on. The list is endless. Ben Carson, Morgan Freeman, uh, yourself. There's so many people. Herschel Walker. It goes on and on. And so why do people have to be uh, so short-sighted? It's just, uh, you know, political manipulation, uh, you know, I think when I listen to Hawk Newsom, I think he actually believes that these problems could be solved so simply, and it's generational, and that's all I have to share with well, you guys. Leonardo, we thank, we thank you for the call, and thank you for the comment, and have a wonderful morning. So, Frank, what do you make of, we only have about, what, a, a minute left here, Frank, mm. uh, a Hawk Newsom calling uh, Mayor Adams a white mayor, saying that he's a white man in blackface, a very conservative-minded white man at that. What well, do you make of these A, a couple of things. One, I don't think, um, you know, I think by talking about Hawk Newsom's comments, we're giving him exactly what he wants. He's, he, he's a rational arsonist that yeah. says and does the most extreme things that he possibly can in the hopes of getting more attention for himself and his causes. That's number one. Number two, it just goes to show you how in some respects – how far the so-called leaders of the black community have fallen in a very short amount of time. You know, it used to be 35, 40 years ago, a controversial leader in the black community was Al Sharpton. Now, when Al Sharpton shows up to a crisis, you almost think, oh, oh, it's only Al Sharpton. He's somebody that we can reason with who's not going to burn down the city. And with Hawk Newsom, I don't think anybody thinks that. Good, good point. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about, your analysis. Frank Morano is coming up right now, folks, the other side of midnight. You want to keep it right there. Have a lovely weekend. Talk Radio 77 WABC.